The Quonesty Elves and Dwarves of Thorbarden have more in common than they might think. Welcome to another Dragonlance Saga episode. My name is Adam, and today we're going to talk about Quilinesty in the War of the Lance era. I would like to take a moment and thank the members of this channel, and invite you to consider becoming a member by visiting the link in the description below. You can even pick up Dragonlance gaming materials using my affiliate links. I'm referencing the Atlas of the Dragonlance World, Tales of the Lance boxed set, and the War of the Lance sourcebook for this information. If I leave anything out or misspeak, please leave a comment below. The Quilinesty were open to trade and connections with the outside world, in stark contrast to their Sylvanisty brothers and sisters. However, the Cataclysm changed all of that. Much like their Thorbarden dwarf neighbors, the Quilinesty closed their borders, kicking all humans out. This caused the exact same reaction their dwarven neighbors suffered, as the Nidar dwarves believed their mountain dwarf cousins sealed them out to die and had all the resources within Thorbarden, the human settlers around Quilinesty believed the same and began to raid them. The humans were all repelled, but not before doing significant damage to the border towns and the Quilinesty elves therein. These Quilinesty farmers were brutalized, raped and murdered by the human bandits. Many of the half-elves in the Age of Despair are direct results of these raids. While the raids were terrible, they are the worst of the aftermath of the Cataclysm, which left Quilinesty largely unscathed. The Quilinesty Forest lies in southwestern Ancelon, south of Abanasinia and east of Nusi. It is framed by the Carolis Mountain Range. The capital is Quelinost, which is located between the eastern border on a plateau surrounded by the White Rage River and its tributaries. With its estimated population of just under 42,000, only 90% of that total are elves. Dwarves, humans, and centaurs make up what remains. Quilinesty is ruled by the Speaker of the Suns, a direct descendant of Kith Cannon, its founder, and Sylvanos from Sylvanesty. The Speaker guides the Thalas Enthia, or Senate, a representative body made up of various guilds and communities of the Quilinesty. In this War of the Lance era, much of the time is consumed with preparations for the Red Dragon Army invasion, and making peace with the Elves of Southern Ergoth. The Quilinesty have always had the foresight to work with other races, and this era, though significantly reduced in effort, is no exception. Traditionally, Quilinesty enthusiastically traded with the rest of Ancelon, exporting fruits, leather, wine, liquors, wood, bows, and arrows. The climate of Quilinesty can be erratic. The winters are severe. Between Herarmont and Chiselmont, the current brings up the harsh chill of the south with heavy snows. The cold is even known to split the massive trunks of trees. Spring naturally brings with it a rejuvenation. The snow melts to reveal wildflowers and soft grasses. Summers are traditionally rainy, from Corries to Reorksmont with the occasional hot day. Autumn is dry and temperate, allowing the citizens to celebrate harvest fests. The forest turns to hues of gold, bronze, silver, red, and violet. There are five settlements of note, though only one which hosts the vast majority of the population. Quelinost is a metropolis with just over 20,000 citizens. Again, it is the capital and positioned in a defensible plateau surrounded on three sides by 100-foot-wide chasms of the White Rage River and on the south by the Carolise Mountains. There are narrow footbridges spanning the rivers which can be brought down easily upon invasion. The city has four corner towers, connected by graceful metallic arches, able to hold an army marching across them, but looking as delicate as crystal. 
The city is constructed from gleaming white marble and rose quartz, so as to enhance the natural beauty of the forest rather than detract from it. Gardens line the sides and roofs of buildings, creating an all-immersive natural feel. Rising above it all is the Tower of the Sun, where the speaker resides. Solastarin, the current ruler, is trying to manage the oncoming war, refugees from Sylvanesty, not to mention the looming Red Dragon army at its borders. Porliost is the next largest town with just under 4,000 residents. It was named for the speaker's eldest son, Portheos, and founded just after the Cataclysm. It is the headquarters for House Mariner. The governor, Eregol Swiftwater, rules the city. Its docks are loaded with a fleet of ships ready to take the citizens of Quilinesti over the Straits of Algani to southern Ergoth in exile. Shrivost is the small town of under a thousand. It is the northmost settlement. Its citizens pride themselves in their elven heritage and create works of art like delicate sculptures and ceramics for trade. On the second week of spring dawning, you would typically find elven artisans lined up with stalls featuring their work for purchase. This is a primary source of income for these elves. The village of Loranost, with under a thousand residents, is nestled between Porliost and the grasslands of Carolize. It's named after the youngest daughter of the speaker. It's the largest grain-producing center in Quilinesty as well, featuring great fields of wheat which stretch miles around the settlement. The village is governed by Ladine Avanathalanos, the head of the house gardener. Finally, Alanost is a fair village of over 600. It hosts a small Nidar dwarf population from the Chiselfist clan. They have lived here since the Sword Sheath Scroll was signed. The current governor, Mirianthalus Soloronsolon, has begun preparations to leave, while the dwarves refuse, deciding to stay and fight instead. Where the kingdom is vast and sparse as Quilinesty, there are inevitably a few sites of note, the first of which is Mariklar. The city of White Stone is located between the borders of Quilinesty and the Carolized Mountains. It's surrounded by three massive stone walls engraved with symbols. The origin of the city is a mystery, even to its rulers, a council of ten noble families. The ruins of Nolun are north of Porliost. They have existed before the founding of the kingdom. It's believed to originally have been constructed by the mysterious race of Huldrafolk. Its ruins magically seem to shift and reveal new ancient tombs or chambers. Of course, Pax Tharkaz rests on the eastern border of Quilinesty. This symbol of peace was all but abandoned by the elves after the Cataclysm. It now hosts the Red Dragon Army, ready to sweep through the nation of Quilinesty. The Tower of High Sorcery resides in the magical Weyrith Forest, which is attached to the Quilinesty Forest, though it magically manifests on its own accord. Finally, the White Rage River runs along the northern border of the forest. Its tributaries, the Inthal Enatha and Inthal Inen, form a protective barrier around the capital city of Quelanost. Sadly, upon returning about a decade after the War of the Lands, the Quilinesty discovered their forest decimated. They would rebuild it to its former glory over time, but the scars inflicted on the population would remain raw. The xenophobia of the Sylvanesty seemed to infiltrate the Thalassanthia, forcing Tanshaf, Elvin, and Lorana to work incredibly hard brokering peace between nations. And that is all I have to say about Quilinesty in the War of the Lance era. Have you ever explored the ruins of Nalun? Should the elves reopen trade as they were before the Cataclysm? And finally, would you ever want to walk the arches bordering Quelinost? Leave a comment below. 
I would like to take a moment and remind you to subscribe to this YouTube channel, ring the bell to get notified about upcoming videos, and click the like button. This all goes to help other Dragonlance fans learn about this channel and its content. Thank you for watching. This has been Adam with Dragonlance Saga, and until next time, remember, the half-elf comes to me for advice, not because I can see the future. I can't. I'm no seer. He comes because I am able to think, which is something most of these other fools seem incapable of doing.